Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, your host, Damian Mason. I want to share with you um, the podcast version of an article that I just wrote this week, and it's about looking back at the events of 9-11. If you're an American, if you're not an American, you certainly probably remember the moment uh, that happened, that tragic day when 3,000 civilians lost their lives who were just going to work, doing their business. And with the benefit of 18 years of reflection, I pinned this article, and you don't need to read it, we can discuss it right here, about what lessons we can take and improve our lives and businesses. You know, I was only seven years into running my own enterprise back in 2001, and I remember the day vividly, as I'm sure you do as well. And as I've gotten older, this time of year, I always get a little reflective, and I decided, you know, there's some really good things that we can do moving forward, because we owe it to ourselves to give ourselves a little positive based on so much negative that happened back then. So I've got five lessons that I've learned that I apply to my life and business based on the events of 9-11. And I think that's the best that any of us can do as entrepreneurs, as freelancers, self-employed business owners, uh, aspiring business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, is to take every negative you've had in your life and in your business and then say, what can I glean positively from it? You know, I'm sure you remember the events explicitly. I don't know about you, but I was at my mom's house the farmhouse where I was raised. My wife was in Arizona where we had a home and we were building in a, a place in Indiana. We had bought a farm property the year prior and we were building a, a building with an apartment built into the end of it. We were doing all sorts of excavation. We had just, in fact, overextended ourselves on this uh, farm property. Uh, I was uh, getting up and getting around to go meet contractors, and my my mother uh, said, "Hey, uh, you got to get out of here. Something terrible's happened." And she had the TV on, and there was that aftermath that we're all so familiar with: um, scared citizens of New York City running down the sidewalk. Uh, the second building got hit by a plane, and it became apparent that this was no accident. Uh, the following day, on September 12th of 2001, I was supposed to go get on a plane and fly to Bermuda to speak for a cocoa trade group. The gig got canceled, as you can imagine, and multiple, multiple gigs after that got canceled. For the next six months, the only phone calls I got were meeting planners calling to cancel meetings. Uh, you know, there was no demand for meetings. People were scared to be on airplanes. About four or five days after the incidents of 9-11, air travel finally resumed. You might recall that we didn't even fly. They shut down airports. They shut down airlines, airplanes. Nothing flew. Air Force One was the only plane in the air on uh, the afternoon of 9-11 or 9-12 when, it was, when the president was flying around. And then, of course, there were some military planes. But it was a very, very different time, very frightening time. Uh, when I finally got on the first day that flights resumed... I took a TWA flight back when TWA still existed before they were bought by American Airlines. It was a flight to a gig in the Midwest, and uh, I hopped on the plane. 
Uh, there was me, two other passengers. It was a full-size jet with three people on it. The flight attendants outnumbered us. Uh, they all came up and shook our hands and thanked us for not being afraid to fly and uh, assured us that uh, we were in good hands. And of course, uh, you know, I hadn't done anything courageous and I hadn't suffered nearly as much as the, the people that were victims in those uh, two or three or four, I guess it was, terrorist attacks. So the purpose of all this is to look back and say, man, we went through all this. What can we glean from this? Well, let's think about the purpose of terror first. The purpose of terror is to terrify your enemy. America was the enemy of the Taliban, of the uh, Al-Qaeda, of the radical uh, Islamic Jihad, if you will, that was uh, waged against uh, the war against uh, Western culture, which America personified. And so if the objective is to terrify your enemy, it worked. Americans were terrified to fly. They were terrified to be in big buildings. Uh, I, went to the, I went to the Empire State Building with my wife when I had a business in New York uh, the December afterward. And, uh, you, you know, there was no line. We walked right in where there would normally be an hour and a half wait to get up to the top of the Empire State Building. And we were up there with the, uh, it took the, the amount of time that it took for the elevator to take us up there. You know, it's it's... It was terrible. And America was scared. America was shook. America had never seen anything like it. You know, you can talk about Pearl Harbor. And even my mother at the time uh, said, I was alive during Pearl Harbor. And that was a military installation. That was a that was a port. That was a, a naval port. It was not some buildings of offices. And, uh, and I thought that was really an interesting observation. So you went through this. I went through this. And the big thing for me now... 18 years later is looking back and saying, okay, what did it do to my business and what did it do to me personally and what have I learned from it? And I guess all of us can do this because probably you're stronger now. And if you were running your own enterprise back then, you've probably done some serious looking at it and saying, hey, man, what if this were to happen again? Because that's where I am. Every time of year when this happens, that's where I am. Because I took a tremendous, tremendous hit. The meetings industry suffered greatly. Ask anybody that ran a hotel, convention center, conference business, meeting planning business, caterer. We got crushed. You know, nobody went to meetings for six months, a year. It was a bad time. A lot of money was lost by people and businesses in that space of meetings and meeting space and meeting services. Corporations cut back, associations cut back, folks wouldn't go to meetings. Now, worse yet for me, I was in the business of political comedy. For God's sakes, nobody in their nobody wanted to hear political comedy in that time of that time of their life. So the five lessons that I learned that I think we all can learn from, and and again, I think about this every year this time. Not only do we do the reflection and the remember 9-11 and think about the tragedy that was and those buildings coming down and the side of the firemen putting the flag on the on the uh, bent over flagpole. I think about it from this standpoint. If this were to happen again, what would that mean? If we had another catastrophe, what would I do? Because this one caught a lot of people, a lot of people off guard. We know that. Not just from a military and defense standpoint, but from the standpoint of your business. There's a lot of money and a lot of lives and a lot of uh, turmoil. A lot of lives were, were, were not only lost, but a lot of lives were really, really impacted and stress was created over this whole thing. So... First off, never take your business for granted. You know, things were really good for me uh, back in that day. And 
they probably were for a lot of folks. You know, the lesson here is things might be good today, but there is no guarantee it'll stay that way. What is your next step? What are you going to do if the bottom falls out? What are you going to do to reinvent yourself? What are you going to do to reinvent your business? You know, you have a very good business today, but one terrible incident, one catastrophic event, one terrorist attack, one earthquake, one big customer goes bankrupt. It's not just a terrorist attack. There's all sorts of things that can happen. And if you do not think about that, if you take your business for granted, rather than realizing that your business needs constant constant love. Your business needs you to be constantly in the moment, involved with it, driving it forward. And also thinking about the next step. What will you do? What is the next step? What can you do to reinvent? Change will come, hopefully not via tragedy, but it will nonetheless. Number two thing, save, invest, and diversify. You know, I'm a small business person. It's me and my wife, sometimes some hired help. Sometimes we've had hired uh, assistants, yes. Uh, I have uh, contractual people I work with. But essentially, it's it's me and, and my wife. And then there's our holdings. Uh, we had invested in a variety of places. My wife and I were able to weather the storm. It became a five-year storm of bad business following 9-11. In hindsight, in hindsight, I still was not liquid enough. I had money set aside. I had money in stock market investments, money in very secure, safe uh, investments, savings accounts. I had a little bit of cash on hand. I had real estate. I had real estate that earned income. But still, I was not liquid enough because it's one thing to have money for the next six weeks or three months. But when you all of a sudden are not making any money for three, six, nine months, or everything you're making is quickly going out the door for your business expenses, it gets very, very tight. So I learned after 9-11 that in hindsight, I wasn't liquid enough. Nor did I have enough diversification, and I thought I was pretty well diversified. Now, I know there are some folks that say diversification is an outdated investment idea. You don't need to be so diversified. You know, look at look at the uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He's not diversified. All of his stakes in Facebook. Well, that's an extreme example. You are not Mark Zuckerberg, nor am I. You're a small business person, entrepreneur, a business owner, whatever you whatever your role is. Be diversified and ask yourself this question. Could your savings and your investments right now sustain you through two to five years of a business downturn? Now, we don't want this to happen. And we assume that your business will still actually earn some revenue. But could your savings and your investments sustain you for two to five years? And then ask this question, because after 9-11, all of the stock market investments got cut by about 40 to 50%. If you remember the time, you know what I'm talking about. Third lesson we can all do to create a life and business by choice through catastrophic or tragic events is create multiple income streams. If you value your independence, if you value your ability to remain in your own capacity as an entrepreneur or business owner or self-employed freelancer, if you value that, and you don't want to have to go begging to get a job when things are really tough, who's going to hire you? Create multiple income streams now. Because when your primary business goes south, what will you do for revenue? 
18 years ago, my primary source of income was being a political comedian. Being a political comedian at a time when nobody wanted to hear political comedy. Being being a political comedian and a uh, political satirist at a time when nothing in the news was funny. Not to mention the nation was in a somber mood. They didn't even want to hear Seinfeld, let alone a political comedy act. Nothing was funny for a long time after that terrible event. Nobody hired me. I had one source of income. You've heard that old fable about having one's eggs all in one basket? I did. So even though things might be amazingly good right now and your number one revenue source is killing it, understand that there might come a time when that revenue source is out of favor or it goes completely away. Establish other streams of income right now for the inevitable downturn because cash is king and cash flow is king also. If you have revenue rolling in, even if you're a little upside down, remember, even if you are not covering all of your expenses, at least if you have revenue strolling in and rolling in through the doors, you can have a, a bank that will work with you. Create multiple income streams. Number four lesson, looking back 18 years later with the benefit of 18 years of reflection, lessons we can all apply from 9-11. Be prepared. You know, when catastrophe strikes, what actions are you going to take? Now, right now you're saying, well, if that happened, I would do this. Well, would you? And what about if it's something else? You know, I'm not big on business plans. If you listen to my stuff, you know that I don't have a formal business plan. I don't think that formal business plans where you're mapping out the next five, seven, and 10 years are worthwhile at all because the marketplace changes. You get in love with these business plans. You you create them. You present them to your banker. Your banker gives you uh, approval for a loan, and you say, I love this business plan. My banker loves this business plan. I've got a business plan. I will never vary from it. I will just stick with it. And next thing you know, the whole marketplace goes to shit. What are you going to do? Stick with your business plan or try something different? What about if you come up with a new product or a new service in the next year and a half that had nothing to do with your business plan and it starts going gangbusters? You're going to stick with your business plan? Of course not. So you don't need a business plan. You don't need to have stuff mapped out for five and 10 years, but you know what you do? You need a plan for what the heck you're going to do when everything goes south. You know, I was prepared with savings investments, with Ideas that I was going to put into action with relationships that I had, but I still wasn't prepared enough. I twisted in the wind for several years after 9-11 because nobody wanted my services. It was a rough time. So when catastrophe strikes, what actions are you going to take? What expenses will you be able to cut? Where do you say right now, boy, if things go south, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. What relationships are you able to leverage? What lifestyle and business adjustments can you make? Bad things happen. It may not be the Twin Towers and the Pentagon getting hit by terrorist airplanes, but bad things happen, and they happen fast. Think through what your preparations and your response plan would be. And lastly, the fifth lesson, be grateful for the life and business you have. This is important for all of us. You know, that day, September 11th, 2001, a day that we all will never forget, 2,977 people were killed. Another 6,000 were injured. 
Like you and me, these were folks just going to work, doing what they do, running their businesses, going to their jobs. Thousands of first responders, the police and the medical technicians and the firefighters and the emergency responders are now today, 18 years later, sick. Some of them are dying because of what they were exposed to, asbestos and various other nasty stuff in that wreckage of those terrorist attacks. Be grateful for the life and the business that you have. You know, I, I've been in this for 25 years and I still get some stress and I still get a little bit, you know, gung ho, but it dawns on me, I've got it pretty good. And most of us do have it pretty good. Oh, our lives aren't perfect. No such thing as perfect. Businesses always have their struggles. They all do. Yours, mine, we all have a few ups and downs with our business. But please put things in perspective and appreciate what you have. 9-11, when I look back, makes me realize that I've got it pretty darn good, and so do you. And we should never take that for granted. You know, we can never predict or prevent catastrophic events. It's just not something we're capable of doing. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, if you see something, say something, and TSA, and all those kinds of things for a person like me that travels, I get that. But we're not going to be able to prevent something terrible from happening in the marketplace, whether it's a terrorist attack, a military situation, a a country at war with us. Uh, Those things probably are not going to happen. But what if it's just a marketplace issue? stock market implodes, their company that's your main customer goes bankrupt or leaves the country, there's always the chance of something like that happening. So we will not be able to predict, certainly not probably able to prevent terrible things from happening. But we have the ability to look back at what happened to us in the past, and we can learn from these things and make ourselves stronger, and more importantly, make our businesses better. And then, of course, think about our own lives. To reflect a moment, I, uh, I really appreciate you joining me on this. Did 9-11 change how you look at your life and business? It did me, and it still does today. I'm Damian Mason. Thanks for being here. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast.